Blog Talk Radio. Kubrick is amazing, weed is amazing, you can do the healing, I'ma make it killing, ancient drug dealing, all through America, oh what a feeling, huh, line them up, jooks them, stick them up and whip them, bring it back, selector, might not never see me, God is so clever, rise in the morning, nigga, fresh every weather, elements will test ya, I smoke purple in the rain, I shun away the pain, guilt disappears, the killer will appear, dip a loosey little bro, you would never fear, repercussions, concussions, shooting up the functions, haters just a slave, masters need you angry, listless and lazy, apathetic faggotry made these bitches lazy, until you really conscious, pro methods tasty, lean with me baby, rest with me sweetie, she whispered in my ears, her flesh is really needy, feed me, feed me, KTL you. red pills, blue pills, arts degree, decode skills, black dots, hip hop, Oba, Bobby, Valentine taught me everything, Delvet with a ray gun, I dare you to front son, and I'm a more, and I'm on tour, flying through the waters, nigga, where the fuck is y'all, you can ask horse, Fat God scores, 9 p.m. Central, go feed your mental, Tuesdays and Fridays, the God make you special, the God make you special, yeah, 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 half the kids don't like you, shit that shot you, kiss don't kiss you, styles beat on you, touch me and die, nigga, put you in pie, <laughs> Yeah, 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 KTL, nigga, Tuesdays and Fridays, 9 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Central, yeah, ha, yeah, get it, Red House, nigga, Red House in this motherfucker, shout out to everybody that's motherfucker, super intelligent, nigga, extra special, extraordinary, you know, fuck that, you in the motherfucking, fucking, weird, Cultural, emotional niggas, nigga. We making shit happen, nigga. We making shit happen, nigga. Where can you see us in the future, nigga? Film, media, technology, nigga. Bread, nigga. This bread, nigga. This motherfucking bread, nigga. Farms, nigga. You understand what I'm talking about, nigga? Yeah. Self-sufficient. Yeah. G-shit, nigga. Fuck you talking about? Your niggas still talking and arguing and all that old cornball shit, nigga. We about to get this bread, boy. Fuck you talking about feed them babies, little nigga. Fuck you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Free all the motherfucking real political prisoners, man. Free all the real political prisoners. Shout out to everybody, man. Black and noble. Shout out to everybody. Blog talk, nigga. What? Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Yes, this is the brother Red Pill, Portland Live and Direct. Soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Blue Pill. Then we'll be joined by our other co-host, KT the Arch. And then, ladies and gentlemen, gods and goddesses, nobles, and Moabites, we are going to open up the line for our special guest tonight, our brother, your brother, Scorpion King, the Kabbalah God, A.A. Rashid, reporting live and direct. Shout out for that fire intro. You know how the God do. 
that dog star hip hop. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, before we get it going, I want to give a shout out to everybody that joined us on Friday's show. You already know the Child Legends. Okay, we put that one down in the history books. K, my brother KT, went in and uh, look forward to uh, what he's going to be doing. Our sister Kafunya and the other sisters, they went in. I guess they delivered some powerful information. Blue will catch everybody up to date to the event that took place yesterday with our sister Kafunya in Nicholas, Brooklyn. Shout out to Monique. Shout out to uh, Nicholas, Brooklyn. Shout out to all of the family there. Joelle, everybody repping. Um, man, a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of things going on. First and foremost, this Wednesday and this Friday, Brooklyn, BK, Kings County, NYC, we are doing Interstellar Decoded Black Panther Primer. Wednesday will be the Interstellar. If anybody got out this week and has seen that piece of uh, art, that masterpiece, you know what I'm saying, that new modern-day matrix, then you already know what I'm talking about, and you've got to be in the building um, to check that out. That's an experience. As well as Thursday, Sonetta TV, we will be, uh, be broadcasting live and direct, live streaming, take to the arts degree, his first time on the couch. He'll be doing a lecture, uh, you know, you know how he does. But this time we're taking a visual. This is the upgrade, family. This is that step up. So we need you all to be in the building on Wednesday and Friday. Nicholas Bookstore, Brooklyn, Fulton and Flatbush, 6 p.m. until 10 p.m. Friday is our birthday. So it's going to be a celebration as well as an event. Come and do it up with the pills. We're going to be unveiling. A lot of new things that we have that we're working on for this next solar cycle. Without any further ado, though, let me put the bro ham on the phone. Um, oh, I was talking to the speaker. I didn't know the speaker wasn't on. Peace of the family, like I said, yeah. Peace. Shout out to everybody to join us this past weekend for the Zulu celebration. Okay. It was definitely an epic event. It was historic seeing all the legends come out. You know, all of the people that originally set the template, you know, to contributed their time and their artistry to creating this art form that we all know and we love as hip-hop. So the family definitely came out for that. Definitely want to give a shout-out to uh, the family that came out yesterday to Nicholas Brooklyn to see Sister Kafunia and her doTERRA family doing a very engaging lecture on essential oils. Okay? That was definitely, definitely upgrading the information. I'm sure that she's going to be making more information available very shortly pertaining to uh, now you take it down, shit. Pertaining to what she's going to be doing in regards to, uh, you know, the next step. She also has a trip, okay, 
going to Howe's Cavern, to the Crystal Caves of State New York. And this is going to be taking place November 22nd and 23rd. I'm sure that she's going to be coming on the program before that to give you information pertaining to this upcoming trip. All right. But like the Brother Red said, we are definitely preparing for an epic event this coming week in Brooklyn, New York. Tomorrow, matter of fact, Wednesday and Friday, we open up the 11-11 portals and welcome in our brother, KT the Arch Degree, who is going to be doing the Interstellar Decoded. All right, one of the deepest movies that I have been blessed to witness. All right, and uh, the Black Panther Primer. Okay, give me one second, family. I just ran a minute, a mini marathon to get back to the Labino, so we could bring everybody in accordingly and get this epic show underway. All right. One second. Plugged in. Just waiting for these computers to boot up so we can open these lines up, open up the studio. And get that together. I'm going to open up this computer. Okay, family. And we will be live streaming as well on Wednesday and Friday. We're going to have that information posted on the Nodal Edge Facebook site. I don't have all of it with me at this particular moment. Okay. Shit. Oh, man, give me one second, y'all. One second, family. These computers together. We will be with you shortly. Yes, indeed. Uh, what else did we do this weekend? There was a Zulu event. Um, of course, shout out to Young Amir. You know what I'm saying? We also got a chance to spend the birthday weekend with my nephew. 
Shout out to the family. If anybody caught the Gadget New York engagement event that took place, you know what I'm saying? That was an epic event. I'm sure that uh, Red has his own Oculus stories that he might want to share very shortly, you know? Definitely, definitely something that we will be talking about uh, maybe even tonight, you know what I'm saying? But definitely this whole week, we got the brother Hakeem Bay. He will be, a.k.a. Morpheus. That brother will be coming on the program shortly, uh, I believe on Friday. So he's going to be delving into that topic of virtual reality as well. Give us one second. This computer's booting up. Hold on. All right, family. Oh, you want to talk to them real quick about Oculus? I'll figure this out. Yes. Absolutely. I can't stress the importance enough of the family coming out Wednesday and Friday, you know, for some, if it's Wednesday or Friday, so be it. But this is going to be an epic event. Brother KT, the Arc Degree, has given you many, many, many episodes of pure uncut fire, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, now is the time to definitely show out in force, show this brother the necessary support. This is how we are personally the red and the blue in an hour cycle and stepping into this new space. Definitely want the complimentary energy of the family to be there with us because, you know, there's 365 that we've given you, you know what I'm saying? Like, other than the energy that's reciprocated, there's very little in return that we get and we definitely need the support because where we're taking it, the next, the next cycle is very visual. Okay, there's a lot of events coming up. There's a lot of trips. Uh, we got the 2015 cruise going on. I'm going to play that commercial when we get the boys up as well. So more than anything, you know, I put it on my Facebook page today, and, you know, we're, we're really going to start standing on this. We'll hear about, you know, the first, our first scholar tonight to completely, you know, go in on what this new cycle is going to detail is our brother, our fellow uh, Scorpion King, A.A. Rashid, you know, and we're going to be speaking mainly to uh, the creative industry that are, that are amongst us within our, within our community and also those that are not in our community because we'll never limit ourselves when it comes to creativity and, and people that have skill sets and other things to offer. Now, this whole year, uh, this whole cycle, as a matter of fact, that we spent, you know, we delved deeply into the world of empowerment, also into the world of technology. We've watched technology. We've watched all of those things. Huh? KT, we're about to open your line. We've watched uh, technology advance. we watched all kind of acquisition and deals and mergers take place. We watched you niggas go crazy over the iPhone 6. Pause. You know, and um, 
we just watched a lot of things happen. This new cycle is not going to be, it's going to be about, we watch prophecy after prophecy take place. You know what I mean? We watch, yeah, our brother KT definitely uh, did his work on the, on, the, on the prophetic side. KT, a line is open, you know, and um, after studying the the uh, industry, peace, studying, peace, peace. Let me just finish this one thought. After studying it. where the industry is headed and where it's going, we are deciding that we are going to, you know, stick mainly in the industry that all of us have been uh, properly um, groomed for, molded for, and that's the creative industry, okay? We want to speak. We want to really engage with our brothers and sisters out there who are talented, you know, who are, they, they may be, their talents may be dormant. But that's what these events are going to deal with. We're dealing with workshops coming up, um, you know, lectures. Not as you know, the lectures are not going to be as much as the workshops. They're not going to be as much as the training. They're not going to be as much as the webinars. We're going to focus more so on that, so we could really start creating. Okay, no more talk. We're going to these shows. We're going to these events. These people, you know. I don't know if they're cocky enough to claim that they're God, you know what I'm saying, but they're doing godly things in this era, in this day and time, you know what I mean? They're creating, you know what I mean? God creates, they're creating, they're being very creative. You know, I'm tired of going to these events, and, and, and it's sweet, you know what I mean? Like, it looks like we should be there doing what we need to be doing, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing, but we got to strengthen ourselves, we got to train we gotta get out. We gotta put everybody in the position that they need to, and then we gotta go ahead and create. It's gonna be perseverance. This is not a fly by night thing. This is not a get rich thing. This is a long term goal thing. If you with it, if you ready, it, it doesn't matter what organization you are affiliated with. It doesn't matter what name you have. I, I really don't care about that. At the end of the day, the the deeper that you are in your organization, the better that you are when it comes to taking this information and, turn, and, and, and infusing it within the creative industries so we could begin to be owners of intellectual property, so we could begin to be owners of companies, so we could begin to be owners of uh, all kind of things that is going to propel us into the future that we are in right now. But we're preparing for 2020 at this point. KT, finish them off. <laughs> That's right, yo. I'm 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 with you on that. Son. It's all about mm-hmm. creativity. I'll take it back to what we experienced this weekend at the Zulu. You know what I mean? The whole thing about hip hop culture being something that you know really doesn't have a color. It doesn't have a creed. It doesn't have a religion. It doesn't have a. You got to be a certain height, weight. You know what I'm saying? It's just it it accepts everybody because it's all about creative. It's all about being original you being able yeah. to express yourself how you are and getting into the industry of creation, I mean, then you're getting into the industry of God. So if you're going to be God Thank body you. and you're going to be God hot, then you got to get into the industry of creation, and that's that's what we're going to be forging. That's what we're going to be pioneers of. On, on Sunday, I stood in front of two of the most creative people in my universe, in my universe, on my planet. I don't know what everybody else on this line is exposed to in their universe or their planet. I can only speak from personal uh, observation or exposure, and I don't say it in a way where it's, I'm better than you or I got that experience and you didn't. 
you may have been in the presence of these two people that I'm talking about, and you could bear witness. The sister goes by the name of Sarak. Her government is oh, a shatter. And another uh-huh. sister goes by the name of Narubi Sela. Her government Selah. is Narubi. Oh, my now, God. They were rocking. When, 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 when you talk about getting your <laughs> chakras realigned, when you're talking oh, about somebody going inside of through the seats of the soul and tapping in and reinvigorating you and you being able to see the future when you see them perform, that's the kind of immersion that I'm talking about. They put me in a virtual reality. And, and, and what I'm saying is that, yeah, like what I'm saying is, family, we as a collective, like Noble Drew Ali said, like Elijah Muhammad and Marcus Garvey, the Trinity, you are ye are already rich. You already God. Stop chasing something that has no legs. It, it's not even. It's not alive. It's not real. Don't fall for the money scheme. It's not real. Don't right. fall for that. Don't fall for that economic retardation that has been de- uh, calcifying people's pineals over the last decade or so. Don't fall for that. Money is a byproduct of the work that you put in. If you want to make it rain on your whiz and all of that, don't worry about it. Just create. It's the creation. It's what you're pulling from the inner when you unfold. It's what you're pulling down from the ethos. It's that tree of knowledge. Talk to me. Like, I promise you. It's the collective creation. It's the collective creation. You know, all doing it together. And then you think you're doing something different, maybe even adverse or contradictory to what someone else is doing, but you find out that they just pieces of the puzzle to make something greater. You know, that's that's what the event tomorrow is all about, black hole yes. or black hole. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it's, it's not a matter of it being a giant, like, uh, a shower drain, you know, out of space that just sucks everything in. No, it's the unification of all light. That's why no light can escape. It's not that it's a hole that, that's negated. It's a hole, meaning that it's in totality. You know, and, and if you go and watch, when you go watch this movie and you find out the message that's being conveyed in there, it's so powerful. They just tell you straight up. They tell you who's chosen and who's not and how the who's not will do anything in their power to hitch a ride with who will. And even though they're going to try everything in their power to hitch that ride, guess what? It don't matter because <laughs> it ain't going down. It ain't going down. That in the cellar... <laughs> was amazing. They they talked about the the physiology of the body. They broke it down exactly how me and uh uh shoot Inky, the blue red, the AA and 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 uh Phil Balance, everybody who's been talking um about the body, you know, about about what we're not supposed to be consuming and what we should be consuming. They talk about all that in the film. The whole film is based upon that. Based upon uh, the GMO corn, the GMO wheat, you know, um, they talk about okra. Like, what what movie have you ever seen on an epic scale where okra was the main component in there? Like, you know, I'm going to break the whole okra thing down. I'm going to break down, you know, what the big dust cloud was. I'm going to break down the corn. I'm going to break down Matthew McConaughey. I'm going to break down the black hole. I'm going to break down the ship that they're traveling on, you know, why they went where they went, the planets that they stopped at, why they stopped at those planets, what those planets represent, what it means to us, you know. You go and see this movie 
after you hear what I got to say, it's going to do something totally different to you. I guarantee it. And it's so deep because when we was at the Zulu joint and everything was done and Bombada was saying his closing words, I'm listening to him and he say, yeah, and for all of y'all going out there to the movies, don't just go to be entertained. Be a code breaker. So you already know when I heard that what that did to me. That's you right. know what I'm saying? I wish I would have recorded that so we could play that as a soundbite tonight. Like, Bombada straight gave me the endorsement. Like, go ahead, young man. And all of y'all need to listen. So, like I said, tomorrow I'm going to be, I'm up here in the Empire State, you know, doing an imperial movements up here. I'm laying down the visual presentation. Y'all ain't never got to experience the visual. Y'all never got to experience me. You know, you hear me on the radio, you know, you you see my posts on Facebook, you know, you hear red and blue, you know, uh repeat some of the things I say to keep it to keep it relevant, but to come out to support the movement that we're making, to see what this movie's all about, and watch me get down, that's all the difference in the world right there. And and to to double it up, you know, I'm I'm giving people two opportunities. You know, if you if you feeling it to that degree on on Wednesday, you're gonna come back Friday and catch that one too. Or if you're busy on one of them days, you got two days to choose from. So Friday, I'm doing the Black Panther Prima. Now the Black Panther Prima, that's that's the climax of the lecture. The 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 bulk of the lecture is gonna be a summary of pretty much all my Hollywood decoders. I'm going to be touching on, you know, Avengers. I'm going to be touching on Captain America. I'm going to be touching on, um, shoot, After Earth, Prometheus, Batman. All of them are going to be in there. I'm going to be showing some of the visuals that go that go along with, you know, all the programs that I said. So a lot of people who might not have got certain things I was breaking down, believe you me, you will now. You know, and it'll be that much more dynamic because you'll be able to see what I'm saying. So, you know, to, to follow up with the Black Panther at the end, getting into that whole energy, talking about the, the great spirit, Wakanda, um, and then, you know, Blue, of course, being able to lay down his 44. Now, Friday is very special, um, not just because I'm laying down this lecture, you know, with Red and Blue holding me up, but really holding them up because that's going to be their, their soul of return. You know what I'm saying? So, that's going to be a real powerful day. So if you don't come out for me, you got to come out for Red and Blue because, you know, shoot, we're celebrating the return of their solar on that day. It just so happens we're going to be talking about the king. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At the same time. So, you know, um, it's going to be amazing. I've been dropping some of the gems, you know, on Red and Blue over the past few days on some of the points. And, you know, they suck. You know, they can't wait till I can breathe this out to the people. So, you know. I can't wait. Curled up. I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight. See a two five one number, right? That's the number. Yeah, you already so, know, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's the deal, right there, brother. You In already, already. All right, so look, man, this this program tonight is heavily anticipated. I want to get into the description of the show so we can delve yeah, directly please into do it. So. What up, okay. AA? What up? Yes, indeed. I see a number in the call queue. I don't know if that's you. Brother, man, if you're on the phone, please press 1 at this time. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to shoot for the hit, okay? 
Let's go. Tonight, we welcome back our esteemed guest and KTL family member, A.A. Rashid. He is fresh off a needed break from social networking and interacting in order to deliver what he received to be divine revelations from star systems and plant life. Don't want to miss this one, family. Join us tonight, KTL family, as our brother delivers another timely message concerning belief and its machine-like properties. Hold on one second, please. After several years of intense study, A.A. Rashid has figured out that religion is ancient, nature-based technology transformed into wisdom teachings of moral instruction and that all man's arguments are fancies of his Western ideal of science and his absurd notion that science is separate and autonomous from God's divine plan of proportion. As we enter another holiday season, our beliefs will be challenged by our social surroundings. Do not want to miss this show. So for the family that's in the building, hold tight, okay? Use your toes to write with your pad and your pen if need be. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, put the pen in your mouth and put the uh, the notepad in front of you or something. But classes in session, all right? With no further ado, we present to you caller from the 520. And you already know, like, I just got to prime this joint early. So. Caller from the five two zero four two nine. Oh shit, hold on. Hold on. Peace. Peace. What's good? How y'all feeling? Oh, this not AA. <laughs> nah. This <laughs> mother hell. All right, Bubba. Yeah, thanks. Uh, hold on one second. Indeed. Let me try this number now. Number from caller from the two five three, two five three. Peace, What's good? Good? What's good? This is LB. This is good. Okay, this ain't. Dang. Yo, will the real AA please stand up? I'm gonna try this two five one number. Call it from the 251. Peace, it's you. Hey, yo, peace, rap here, Blue, but now this is DJ 411. I'll I, I, hold that, but okay. I'm on the line. Peace, Lord. Peace, Lord. Damn. Peace, peace. Yeah, what's that number that you got, man? Where's your phone at? Oh, boy. Hmm? All right, give us one second. I got to gotta pull this number out of the phone. Real quick. All right. While while you're doing that, I'll just go ahead and say, there's a real instant line, Matthew McConaughey said, uh, during the trailer, and he said, we 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 used to look at the stars, trying to find our place in the universe. Now all we do is fight over our place in the dirt, and that line right there reverberates through the whole film. Because he's talking about how we're confined. We allow ourselves to get trapped with inside this physical body by the cravings and the addictions that we have in society with these foods. However, when you're able to look up to the stars, when you're able to allow that light to, to be transduced by way of that chlorophyll 
then what happens, you ascend that physical body. You transcend, you overcome that physical body into a higher being. And that's what the interstellar is about. It's about being able to bounce between galaxy and galaxy like that king's chamber, pointing yourself in the Sirius or wherever you need to go. Yes, indeed, y'all. So with no further ado, we present to you caller from the 530. Peace. Peace, King. There you go. What's good with it? So there you go. Yeah, everything happened for a reason. Everything into this retro, this retro thing. But um, finish what you were saying, KT. You was going in because you're talking about my. You know, we we in the same uh, frame of reference. I want to hear what you're saying because you you are the most important person on the line. You younger, yeah. than us. you're going to determine the future events. You know. Plus, I've seen you as a father. Your progeny is going to be able to talk about our great deeds. So finish. <laughs> Man, much thanks, much thanks, brother. Much thanks, brother. You know, I'm looking forward. You. You hit you hitting everybody with the belief, and I'm like, oh, AA's coming with the chlorophyll now. We about to take it yeah. to another level, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. I've been waiting for you to come and tackle this, so I cannot wait. Yeah, man. Did you did you have a chance to catch that in the cellar? You know, I was gonna do it. The, uh, the other evening, but it was um, I'm older now, so I have to go in the daytime for films. You know what I mean? Nah, I feel you, matinees. I, I prefer to myself. I be, <laughs> I be feeling like a cold derelict leaving out the movies 10 o'clock at night, 11. You know, we from the old New York back in the day. That shit was fun to be on the deuce, but you know, leaving out a movie later and you grown as fuck. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I like to go in the daytime just in case, uh, you know, I don't want to take a nap or nothing. Nigga getting old. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, movie theaters comfortable. Oh, nah, they super comfortable now. I got, they just built this new one where they got the reclining seats, son. You kick your feet up. Oh, lazy nah, boy. already No, you, I'm in La La Land. I'm where they made this shit up, dude. Exactly. So it's so real. But uh, the... The nature of the discussion uh, this evening, it concerns my experience because that's all I can actually share is what I have experienced, you know. Hold on one second. I want to, this is Red real quick. I want to share with anybody who has little ones, Big Hero 6. Yeah, so, my, that's a month. You know, I can only I can only speak about my experiences and in particular one of the uh, – the most significant one that has occurred to me as of most recent, right? Yeah, what's the word? Thank yeah, you. we listening, Lord. So, so the one that was uh, as of most recent, the one that was most significant towards my experience, you know, as a as a as a grown man, was the uh, the untimely passing or the timely you know, based off your reference of my passing of my mother. 
So I never really got an opportunity to mourn that experience because I was immersed in the uh, the cacophony and the loud noise of paying bills and, you know, having to speak to everyone and, you know, dialogue with everyone concerning the nature of everything. So you never get an opportunity to actually mourn. So you're, you're, you're steady sitting there addressing uh, issues, you know. So that was one of the experiences that I had that I had to go through. However, I was uh, gifted with the opportunity to actually venture off into Northern California and uh, participate in the scene there that uh, concerns a very significant uh, element in our experience. And that element is the pharmacopoeia that is uh, associated with uh, marijuana. So, you know, as you and I know, marijuana plays a very significant role in many of our lives, in particular in our culture. And uh, there are a lot of uh, great areas, as of most recent, that have been created to, in a sense, uh, allow humans to actually participate in the pharmacopoeia that they are born to be able to participate in. All of us have a right by an inalienable right from uh, our cosmic father to participate in mind-altering activity. And if that were not the case, the creator and his divine plan would not have equipped us with dopamine receptors that are conducive to that. You see, are here in our body, our actually body is conspiring to find those dopamine receptors. And unfortunately, what has occurred for our, our folks and people of our experience is that we have been civic, through civic legislation, we have been criminalized in our pursuit of this uh, inalienable right to participate in mind-altering reality. And the, the only thing that acts actual as a uh, supplement to that has been the mind-altering metaphysical role that religion plays in putting our minds in the perspective that drugs, or as people would call them, uh, assist us in. All right? Hold on. Now... Now, I found uh, that we are being excluded from an industry that generates billions and billions of dollars, and I saw an industry and an environment that is being taken care of solely by marijuana. I also saw that there is specifically, there are no large number or even a number worthy of even being able to count of people of color involved in this industry. And it it, it, it really hurt my feelings in many respects because I know that every nigga I know smoke weed, but he don't know the process. He's 
you, you put you give him a seed and some dirt, and he would not know what to do with it. But yet he spends thousands of dollars to satiate his weed Jones. And many of us, if you ever had some real paper float through your hands, a lot of y'all don't even know that you was already a millionaire. You have spent millions already on a lot of different things. You would never know, you know, how much money you've actually spent on marijuana. So in my experience there in the uh, in the woods of Northern California, one sojourn uh, for a 14-day period, your boy slept in the tent in the recesses of the woods where there's no light whatsoever, and it rained uh, out of the 14 days. It rained about 12 of them every night. Wow. That was the opportunity. That was the opportunity, and I, I, I have to be fair to you and give you a full sequence of events for you to understand why my psychology has transformed or why, you know, why I feel as though I have been transformed is that uh, you don't know reality until all the noise is off from your social setting and your environment, you know. A lot of us, you know, very hard on ourselves. And, you know, if you had a choice to be born in the city or the woods, the whole world would rather be born and raised in the woods, you know. Uh, the city was something kind of forced on us and thus the psychology associated with it. And it makes you an evil person. It makes you uh, an asshole. It makes you passive aggressive and uh, kind of angry because you're fluctuating on a cycle of time and there's distances between uh, your stove where your food is cooked, stores. There's also a distance between your workplace where you work, then you eat, and then your family, and then you don't have no time for nothing, cooling yourself. And the leading cause of death is, of course, stress, and it hits us hard in our kidneys. And how how hard is that on the uh, biology and physiology of self when you know that we develop and we become better people emotionally and physiologically when we buy water? Our water, we have to go get, you know, water from the uh, the tap, you know. So it was such an interesting experience to actually bathe in the lake, you know, uh, bathing in the lake where the water is actually coming from Mount Shasta that has melted and doesn't get any warmer as it gets closer to you. It gets actually colder, progressively colder while you're in it, and it makes you actually feel alive from the cleanest water in the world. And I was swimming in the river at the same time as the salmon season and the silverhead season. So the fish are flipping over in the water while you're bathing, you know, in the water. So so it was a phenomenal experience, and I want to get into details of of, of, a particular experience of I can express the revelation. Before you do, right. Can you tell people how that water tastes that comes from Mount Shasta? Oh, yeah. It's very very pristine. It's very pristine. And then, more importantly, you, uh, even if you get water from people who live by wells and their water Mm -hmm. comes from a well, they, uh, there's like a, you you and I would call it a calcification that you see in the sink but it's actually uh, minerals, you know, a great degree of yes. minerals there. So you, you wonder, I'm sitting there wondering why 
Um, and, and don't think that just because there ain't no niggas there that ain't no um, depressed and oppressed people who are oppressed economically and emotionally. You know, white folks go through the same uh, uh, poverty as you and I. And in those depressed areas, you would think that it would have augmented their physiology. But what helps them is the natural water, the access to the woods and whatnot that lends support to they can smoke, they can smoke meth and just lose their teeth. We can't smoke crack and translate it into another one or two generations as big, strong, intelligent children. If they didn't come out with the computer, our children would have been totally distraught uh, uh, mentally and uh, eventually physically. And I'm going to tell you, one of the gifts of the uh, the universe right now and the gifts of the ancestors has been the computer. And I know that the computer comes from our ancestors. Is why they still left the blueprint for it. They call it the Kempata. And, and with your HTTP, your Hotepin, and you're coming online. So the whole concept of having a world, universe, autonomous to yourself has always been a notion and one of the fancies of your uh, your great ancestors' in intellect. Now, I've met a demographic of people that I thought that perhaps wouldn't know or rather tinker with any of our metaphysical concepts. Let me tell you something. The neo-hippie of Northwest California is equipped at this point to stand in front of all of you and teach you with almost the same acumen and skill as your most skilled teachers. We are at least 25 to 30 years late and behind in the realm of metaphysics, in the realm of high-end intergalactic metaphysical thought. I'm only, it's, you've never been in an experience where you're the only black person in the room and an intelligentsia of metaphysical Caucasians are speaking highly and scientifically and metaphysically about the merits of melanin. You know, it is a, a, an amazing feat in, in, in the way that they have been able to uh, be, become one with the information. And when you take a pulse of who they've heard of in our world, they've only heard of, and this is why I was speaking to Red Pill earlier, speaking about we don't have demographics. We have psychographics. It's not your demographic if you're marketing or selling something. It's the people who think like you and who share the same emotional through line. And in this psychographic, the only black people from our community that they've ever heard of or they've ever uh, ventured into looking at their work is Queen Afour and Mitchell Gibson. They never heard of any of our other uh, uh, specialists. However, they know and have heard of and have a command of literature regarding all of the other topics. So when you say Queen I Four Carefree, Brother Valentine, his movement in the early days with our brother uh, uh, Molly, uh, uh, Molly, what's his name, uh, the brother who uh, is visited often by the the uh, the UFOs, um, he's popular among the circles as well. Riley Martin, they always speak high, they speak very highly of Riley Martin and his ability to speak with great command about grades and other things of that interest area. Now, I had an opportunity to indulge myself while in the woods prior to my experience of great emotion 
uh, where I was, you know, extolling and relenting and, you know, lamenting off the loss of my mother. I had a great opportunity to actually die twice. And they were both, uh, I brought them onto myself. I went out went looking for death in this instance. And I met death in the form of dimethyltryptamine. And DMT makes your body, in my physical experience, it makes your body feel exactly how it would feel if the soul is about to depart your body. It feels like the only thing that can actually uh, maintain your existence, the only anchor that you have at that moment are your lungs. And you can feel your lungs just take over. It's, more, it's, it's like your heart is not even as, as important as your lungs and your lungs, not even your brain, because your brain is too busy and preoccupied processing the chemical component of God. God's chemical component, his blood, his very juice, his intricate design, his 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 chemical, her chemical, huh. its chemical of God, the component of it lies deep within inside of various pharmacopoeia and various elements that you can extract God out of. But I tell you that if you do not believe that you are in fact a subtotal as well as a full part of God's experience. And if you approach mind-altering things feeling as though you're in trouble, if you approach it thinking you're doing something wrong or you wear the garment of ecclesiastic judgment and you cast judgment on yourself, your psychedelic experience will not benefit you. So in my first experience that I had, we had a, uh, a skilled shaman, a, uh, a, a young person, a Scorpio, a 26-year-old female who was uh, very versed in metaphysics and spirituality and very uh, cognizant and very um, firm about maintaining peaceful environments and using uh, essential oils. I heard you speak about Sister Kufunia and essential oils, using sage, using uh, the four elements encapsulated inside of the uh, the various uh, 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 elements which are conspiring, I will get to that later, which are continuously conspiring to our success that are surrounding us. And in that experience, I actually saw this female turn into a white lion. Now, I, I, often, I often don't uh, believe Many times people, when they speak about their phenomenal experiences, especially if I know that they squares or that they don't really participate in mind-altering things or they're really not shamans, people think people are out there calling themselves shamans and they're trying to be moral. The shaman is not a moral person. The shaman is a, is a scoundrel. He's only in love with things that are sacred, not with people. You understand? So a shaman does not have to be a person of high moral regard He's the person that you go to that you know his psychology. Is, he cares very little about your experiences per se, more so about you honoring that which is sacred around you. You understand? So in my experience, I saw the, and I felt the phenomenon of shape-shifting, and, 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 and it, it is a very intense psycho, psychotropic, uh, uh, it, one that entails where it's so intense, the DMT only lasts 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops, but it is so intense 
You cannot approach it the next day. It's nothing recreational about this, you know. It is nothing recreational. If you are not used to feeling totally not in control, this is not very good for you, but the, if it behooves you if you but only knew your problem is all of the things that you're carrying. We carry this fake veneer that we have to be in control of things when that does what we all know does when you go against the grain, you become diseased, and in disease you become uh, entropic and you die because of your desire to go against the traffic. The universe is not in trouble. God is in trouble, not you, you see? Now, God is this overwhelming design embossed in the process of creation that enfolds and unfolds on itself mathematically. When you die, you release DMT inside of your bloodstream that makes your sojourn to the next world a pleasing one, you see? So in the death experience, you feel this feeling that you, you, you it felt joyous to come out of the high. I, I wanted to cry, but one of the people who were participating in the trip with us was laughing and was making all of our our feelings of sadness become feelings of joy. And then in that moment, I realized that joy and sadness are both the same valence and that they are both cousins and spirits of the same energy, and they are the algorithm which fluctuates through the universe and decides if you win or you lose. Now, many of us are walking around awful pain and pain and sorrow and stuck in our feelings about the past, stuck in our feelings about what people did to us. And the problem is we have not grieved over these issues. We're contemplating these issues and we're trying to resolve these issues intellectually and with idea, ideologies and things that cannot learn how to live and be happy unless you learn how to participate in sorrow effectively, effectively. Sorrow and happiness are of the same energy. Now, when you take a topical look at the, at the forest and you look at the woods, you look, everything has a place. The leaves conspire to enrich the soil upon the, the season when they die and they cascade and they all spin because of their shape according to a spin orient. And when those leaves fall on the soil, what happens right. is they have a symbiotic relation. And then entropy causes the leaves to begin to start dying, and then they enrich the soil to ensure that the soil would be able to communicate effectively with stellar soil. So yes. one of your, your, your major sensory perceptions when you're in the forest and when there's no is your nose, and I use, and when, when uh, there's parts of the forest when, man, I, literally, I don't know if anybody's ever been on 40 acres of land. It sounds so, huh, like, you know, with our African-American experience, it sounds like they really wasn't giving us nothing. My nigga, 40 acres is a lot of fucking land. It's a lot it of land. 20 I, minutes. I, I mentioned... I mentioned all the times they built all of Black Wall Street on 40 acres, B. Yeah, you understand? Bro. That's yeah. 40 acres. I, so 40 bro, acres in a forest? <laughs> bro, you have no idea. That's an experience. 
nah, it, it was a super experience. Then the other experience was this one. You got all of this fake shit in your mind. You think Jason and Freddie, Freddie, um, what's his name, is coming for you out of all that black. <laughs> the, the, the entertainment mind, the oh, the candy man shit, yeah. Yeah, you think candy man Jason, shit coming. Jason, Crystal Lake. Yeah, Jason is, yeah, all that shit that hills have eyes and all that shit. No, <laughs> nigga, the thing that you got to worry about is bears, nigga. You heard? Bears. So they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bears is They run down on you, yeah. Yeah, they run down and try to give you a hug or some shit like that, and they wind up getting mauled and shit because you got scared. Yeah, with 12-inch, you know with, with, with 12-inch uh, claws trying to give you a yeah. hug. And they yeah, creep, so you, so, you know what I'm saying? So one of the, right, so my segue to my point is that when you in the forest, you cannot be idealistic in the realm of the symbiotic whole. Everything plays its role. Everything is intricately connected. So idealistically, you would like to take a long walk in the forest under the moon. However, your constitution, you know, doesn't enable you to do that without being cautious. You understand? So everything... In the, in the forest is there conspiring for our success and for our growth and development. So in my training, in my knowledge of what I experienced as far as me having to get to a space where I can actually participate in the sorrow required for me to have the ability to praise, I noticed that I had been holding on to so many uh, emotional attachments to essentially what we all are required in our development and what they have not given us a sound language to actually translate into what it is we require in our development. And our mothers are the ones who teach us the most significant role, the most significant component of reality is the most rigorous one. You learn stern truths of discernment and judgment and strength you learn when to punch niggas in the face from your mother. You learn how to from your father. Fathers teach you focus. They teach you concentration. Your mother, you think a lot of our language constructs, they negate the gender roles that are played out in nature, and as a result, we don't have an affinity towards her. So on my descent off of the DMT high, I noticed that the first thing that I wanted to do is I wanted to lay on my stomach and I laid my arms out like Jesus. And I was, I was actually attempting to hug the earth, both instances. I couldn't really come down off of it until I actually anchored myself with this feeling of love for this oneness and this connection. So I saw a reoccurring pattern in my DMT trips that indicated to me and showed me that my vocation in Kabbalah is directly in proportion to what I just experienced, that we are dealing with the compartmentalization of high-end God intelligence with our ability to give God 32 directions. And I saw the pattern of reality in the physical world. It is a 3-2 ratio. Five runs the gambit in all of the things which are physical. Five runs the gambit of all things which are physical. Every plant in the morning, and I was tending and, and around the precious, the most precious and beautiful woman of plants is marijuana. Did you know that when you traumatize a crop of marijuana and you traumatize it when they're fresh and healthy, the leaves, the 
appear to have seven leaves like that on the head of the chef. However, a traumatized bud only has five, and then it develops seeds and becomes male. So I said, wow, this is a very deep science. That thing that must be kept sacred is femininity, gender roles. And then I noticed that the magnetic field plays a significant role. One of the deepest parts and the most significant spiritual parts of the harvest was one of those moons that we experienced. The buds that came out of the ground during that moon were astronomical. It didn't make no sense to me. I was like, this shit is amazing. And I'm speaking, and when I speak about we, I'm telling you niggas that's listening, you corny motherfuckers that think that I'm I'm a junkie or something. I love marijuana. I love mind-altering drugs because I know that God put them here for a specific reason because he knew that you niggas would stop loving each other. He knew that in an event that humanity stops loving each other, it could still get on to another dispensation utilizing pharmacopoeia. You understand? So I'm totally hip to my receptors and why I'm here. And there is an area of gray area that everybody else is operating in, but we are the ones that are afraid. Niggas are afraid to go farm marijuana, but they're not afraid to kill your kids. Niggas is not afraid to not feed their kids. Niggas is not afraid to go get some fucking alcohol that has been, that they don't even fucking sell Great Goose in France, but niggas is drinking Great Goose. Niggas is drinking Ciroc, fucking them livers up. Niggas is doing all this other fuck shit gossip dealing, being a whole-ass nigga, but nobody would do the simple thing and put 15000 to $20,000 on a piece of land. The, the white folks is giving the fucking land away, nigga. There's so much fucking land, and then there's some of the land has even gold acquisitions on it. You know? So it really made me think that I'm really in the wrong, wrong line of business, and I don't know enough niggas with, with twenty and 30000 right now. And that's a fucking problem that I, that my child is going to have to bear is because I create social relationships with scary-ass motherfuckers that's not built like that. And it, it hurts me every time I see somebody trying to nitpick at moors or nitpick at some small sector in this small-ass pond of niggas who think that they control a galaxy and the universe. Niggas don't control shit because they don't have an imagination. You heard one. Two, I, they afraid. I'm not, I want, I'm not built to be afraid. I'm a real New York. I'll be 40 in a few days. I seen some real shit. I was raised by some real shit. You know what I'm saying? I got living witnesses and paperwork, and it's a motherfucking uh, a matter of public record that I get really motherfucking out of my mind. You understand? Under pressure. You understand? So it's never, having money never been a problem for me because I've always been willing to take it. You understand? Now, looking at the forest, you ain't got to go to the tree and go pay the tree nothing. All you got to go to the tree is monitor and acknowledge the tree when the tree needs to actually have its, its fruit cut. Now, if the tree is tended, you can have a tree produce for you several fruits over and over again. There's a symbiotic relationship between man and nature. Now, when my training in my Kabbalistic parlance, and shout out to all my students, you know that the word belief, when we say the word belief, 
we already know how to linguistically decode the word. It means in lease. Belief means in a lease. I don't care if you spell L-I-E-F. If I say fuck you and I wrote it on a piece of paper, F-O-C-K, and I say fuck you, you're still going to feel offended. It doesn't matter how I spelt it. It's the phonetic of what I'm saying and my intent. And the universe listens to phonetic, phonetics as well as syntax, and it listens to nuance, and it listens to semantics, meaning your intent behind your wordplay. So people, <clears throat> people are under the impression that the words that they use are not from ancient uh, uh, systems of belief. So when I got into this frame of reference, when I said, Belief, I, I use the letter B all the time. Shout out to my brother, uh, Buddha Clinks, who put me, me know about the narrative and about two B languages, which English is. English is a language that is so flawed because it involves this characteristic of to be. You have to declare yourself to be in something that you are already saying you're not inclusive of or it is not a part of you. So, I know that that is an ancient psychological nuance translated into present culture through language that the letter B involves you inside of something. It's the only even uh, 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 prime number in the universe. Um, the, uh, 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 the, the number two representing the letter B is very significant in that role. So now when we look at words like Praise. I said sorrow and praise are connected. And separated sorrow and praise are language. But when we look at ancient words, words in particular like for blessing, the nuance, the familiar uh, through line connecting the word for praise is if you're a Muslim, you already know this. When I say uh, something, when I say the word praise, I have to say the word Soil. Did you hear what I said? I gotta say the word soil when I say the word praise. Can you hear me? Yes. And the word for praise is the same word that they use to participate in what they're gonna do in 2016 when they align coming light from the uh, the uh, the galactic center and focus it on a grand ritual here to ensure that the uh, Western world lives and exists as the power of the next dispensation, okay, cosmically. And to capture that, you have to capture that in a series of sacrifices because the universe deals with sacrifice. The universe is not uh, 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 yin and yang. The yin and yang symbol, it does uh, injustice to what the universe really is. There is not an even proportion of good and bad. There's more good in the universe, and there's very small but very powerful force of evil that if you don't clean your ass, it will affect the entire galaxy. If you go in there and wash up, wipe your ass, and you don't use water, your stink ass is going to stop the blessings from everybody around you in like a 20-feet radius. That's how the universe works. Praise and sorrow comes in. Now, when you praise something, when you make the salat, and the reason why I have to reference religion is because religion is the depository of the priestly mind who did the knowledge to 
nature and incorporated into a wordplay, a liturgy, gave it back to man as Bibles, Quran, and other books of that nature, when in fact these very narratives and stories all come from the observation of nature, natural things. Yes. So there's an aspect and there's a part of nature where there's a season where um, the, 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 you have to go and pick the fruit off the tree and then there's seasons where you can't. It's seasons when you have to go and allow the bull to go fuck on the female cows because you, you don't do it at the right time and in the right geography. The, 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 the female cow is going to have the baby in the winter and you'll lose them. You understand? So monitoring uh, the the alignment, the LR source, the and and having an open heart to the connection that all things are connected, it allows you this ability to 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 control the elementals surrounding you. So when I say the word elementals, the elementals are the intelligences that are inherent in everything that's physical. A piece of paper has the elemental energy and the telluric force expressed in trees. Everything has an it, no matter how man augments and creates artificial things, they're all made from things which are official. You understand? He makes artificial things that are official by uh, altering atomic structures, simply reallocating things from one area of the universe and placing it in, in others. So now religion offers us the same ability to do that, but we have to acknowledge in the religious context that there is a source, then we have to acknowledge that there's an intermediary, and then there's this female force in religion you're not supposed to speak about out in the open because it, truly, in, 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 in all honesty, the female force is where the mystery lies because her mystery is an inside mystery. You understand? Mm. Something that is only revealed to the priestly body. You understand? Those who are engaged in the uh in the uh the consummate art of being able to pray. You understand? Now <laughs> it's it may sound a little jumping around, but you know, I bring it home. Now, your ability to praise is predicated on your ability to have sorrow. How many of us have had loss in our life? And that loss has a emotional connection to this word that we use to describe when we feel, and that word is abandonment. Now, mm. a part of your development as a sentient human being, someone who has a soul and who conspires to love, is you have to have that experience. There's a point in your own physiology where you will even take on the role on your own and become the prodigal son or daughter and walk away, and it will hurt you. Do you ever see the uh, the milestones when parents reach a period when I know I cried like a baby when my daughter was born? You would think it would be a celebration of happiness, but in that instant, I knew that I participated in a part of the universe that there is recompense and that, yes, I'm happy I have a child, but I'm also sad that she's going to have to deal with pain, you know, have to navigate around fuck niggas, you know, racist crackers, you know, all of that that, that type of uh, energy. So it brings about a sorrow, you understand? So 
the word praise, when we take it out of English and we place it into older languages, the word is barak. And the word also becomes barakat. And then when you remove the B off of barakat, what do you get? You get the word rakat. And where does rakat come from? You remember what a rakat was? You remember when you made fajr? Yes, a rakat was a... It was a unit of prayer. A unit, a unit of, prayer. of prayer, yes. Right, it's a full unit of prayer. And one of the one of the significant components of the, the salat, and I'm speaking about Islam because I am a more. Just because niggas start, you know, every season when these fuck niggas get broke, everybody want to talk bad about the moors and all that. I'm a more when they at war. I'm a more when we cool, when we get money, when they faggot niggas shooting at us. I'm a more all that. Born a more. You heard, I'm from, I identify with my black, Islamicized, Judaic mindset. You know what I'm saying? My earth is my turf. I am every religion. I am the existentialist. I am a motherfucking objectivist. I'm everything that they could pull out of my former shit. I'm that. You heard? And all my peoples is, too. We whoever winning. You heard? Because we winners. Never losing in history. You understand? That's my attitude with that. So you look at the word. That's right. You look at the word barakat, you remove the B and you get a unit of prayer, which is a rakat. Now, very interesting, some of the things that, one of the most significant things that I saw out in the forest is that the the prayer don't, don't come from man. The prayer comes from the priest observing what plant life does when the sun arrives flowers and the plants and the trees and the weed and everything that grows from the ground, they do the ka. They do the ka. They hold their hands up. You call them hands, but they're their limbs. They're their limbs. Their leaves are their limbs, and their limbs hold them hands up. They hold them hands up when the God comes. When the sun rises, they hold their hands up and they point at it. You understand? And when you hear words like praise and you hear the word Barakat, give me my blessings, give me my barakat. You hear ka in the word because the ka sound, K means possessive. It is when you see it at the end of a word, it means that whatever you're speaking about is in possession of that thing which you're speaking of. So when you say barakat, what is in the ka, what is in the hand, the ra is in the hand. And what is the ra? The Ra is what? Solar energy. And solar, Ra, Ra is there. Right. So our ancient ancestors gave us phonetic blueprints. So praise, 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 when you look at the word Barakat, Barakat really is speaking about a bending, my brothers and sisters, a bending of the knee, an actual genuflection. It's saying that our ancient ancestors were saying that when you genuflect on purpose, when you bow at the knee on purpose, when you bow at the knee on purpose, when you go and genuflect and you bow down and you put your face in your head, ask my brothers and sisters who are in African spirituality. They, they it looked like they making a salat sometime when they have to go sequester. Uh, 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 the evidence of things unseen from the unseen. They got to bow at the knee. You understand? So did you know this, that women, when they breastfeed, the best way to breastfeed is if their knees are bent and if they're sitting 
on them, almost like in the Salat symbol, the Salat uh, 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 when you're in the Jalsa. Why? Because the bending of the knee increases blood flow. If the blood flow is right. increased, then she can release more milk, and the milk is uh, 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 enriched with the with with a uh, lack of unaugmented flow. You see. So, have you ever seen anyone get their head cut off? The best way to cut somebody's head off is when they're at their knees. You know why? Because the blood flow, they die faster. You see? The the the, the blood shoot right out the top of the whatever's left. Shoot, gone, gone. You see? <laughs> so, what did the ancestors know about physiologically genuflecting and bowing in the same manner or raising the arms and then sequestering that which you want from the world. What did they know about that? You got to go back to the religion and these niggas want you to run around making you feel inferior because they got um, pictures and shit. These niggas showing you pictures of uh, of monuments and shit in Africa and, and making you feel bad because you ain't got no plane ticket to get there, but nobody giving you no science in the whole dialogue. No science. These niggas show you pictures of no science, and nobody complain. Nobody complain about it because these niggas is dick riders, son, and they ain't never had daddies, and all you got to do is listen to a nigga, certain kind of niggas talk a certain kind of way and just fill in the gaps of what you ain't never had, and you just believe it and don't do the research. You see, the research is in the observation. Men do more observing and less speaking. It really supposed to be more women teaching and more men students. Niggas supposed to be sitting down front seat trying to get chose and get the game from the unseen. But mm. we're in a situation where we at war and men must fight, and now they got to fight with our mouths. Now, I, I want to fight. The economic battle that I want to fight of my own self the current of my own psychology, the current of my own social network, you understand? My worth is predicated on my ability to observe and acknowledge those around me and fortify them with the tools that they need to survive among these evil men, you understand? The only thing that is your friend are the plants, man, and the people who eat the same plant as you is your family, you understand? So... I'm, I, I do not reserve racist uh, 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 predilections or preconceived notions about people. Uh, for the last two months, um, I, I was able to feed my daughter not because of no consciousness, just because I am conscious, but it wasn't no niggas giving me no money. It was the pilgrims giving me the money. They had $2,300 apples that you could bite out of. I don't know if you niggas ever tasted a $2,300 apple, but I'm being figurative in that the sustenance is in your consciousness and not in your um, absurd view of this uh, view of the king of the universe because you ain't got to put no fucking work in. You ain't got to be a socially viable person who can communicate effectively and say that you're intelligent without making someone feel small. When you can do that, then you're conscious. And if you can do it anywhere, then you're a super being. You understand? So I encourage everyone listening here to fully be cognizant and understand that that relationship don't uh, hold no fucking weight whatsoever. And more importantly, 
I'm in one of the worst cities I've ever been in in my life. I love Chicago. I love Philly. I love even Baltimore, my nigga. But the worst city I ever was in was San Francisco. I did not like the energy in San Francisco at fucking all when I came down for a music festival. The energy of the, what the city had to offer was when I went to the music festival. Now, if you go to a music festival in San Francisco, nigga, ain't no guessing who's there. But I went to the the, the festival with some of my uh, pilgrim friends, and I had a fucking ball, my nigga, because I was surrounded by a psychography that was not affected by slavery or impoverished thinking, and then sharing mm. that same psychodynamic under music and adult drugs. I was in it higher than a motherfucker. You understand? In my Halloween costume, I went with a Halloween costume. My Halloween costume was I was a redneck. I had the wig nigga with the bald white man spot on the top. <laughs> I had my Tommy Taylor sweater on nigga from this country singer that nobody never heard of with my Confederate flag and the crackers loving it. And some of them was hating me because they understood where I was going with it. I was doing some shit that they can't do. You heard all that blackface shit y'all be seeing on Facebook. I reversed it on them. I went to Tommy Taylor and Redneck. You heard? And they was on it. They was on your boy. You heard? <laughs> and like I said, I had a bankroll, so can't nobody say nothing. No motherfucking how. I, like I said, I took a bite out of a $2,300 apple. Anyway, I'm in the crowd, and the gods is the motherfucking, we everywhere. I look on the stage, Van Bottle on the stage. I, I said, what? I told my wife, friends, I'll see y'all later. I told my son, come with me. Come on. Come. We went on stage. We with Bam, and you don't know what it feel like to see 10,000 people's faces that's all white looking at black God, and he playing Planet Rock, and these motherfucking pilgrims is losing their mind. You heard? And I remember how Planet Rock made me feel in 1982. I remember when it first came out. You heard? The 30-year anniversary of Planet Rock really was 2012, which was this full Saturn return, you heard, for that song. And then put on the Nirvana mix of Planet Rock with Kurt Cobain and them crackers almost had a conniption, a whole full-blown seizures and all that. They was in there bugging. Well, and we in Mercury Retrograde, Bam Computer Serato, this cold went dead, and then one of the Zulu brothers start beatboxing and rhyming, and the Pilgrims ain't even know nothing went wrong. You heard? Till the shit came back on. Hip-hop, wow. we run the world, G. You heard? We run the world team. Everybody want to have this piece of this melanin and this experience, but don't nobody want to fuck with that poverty, my nigga. Black poverty is different than other people's poverty. I've seen white folks that's dealing with drug addiction and poverty, and the worst they do to each other is talk dirty about each other, but they still help Let me explain something to you very quickly, right? When I went past Shasta and went up to Oregon, I've never seen people that lived in poverty that were so happy and joyous because they lived around a um, a thermal string, a spring. They were living around uh, a, a spring of water that had lithium in it. So they were able to cleanse themselves of that despair every day. And the only thing they was doing was getting high and just, they was just joyous. They lived in a trailer yeah. park. You know what I'm saying? But it was community. Everybody's door was open. They was going back and forth and just enjoying life. They was drinking that water. 
bathing in that water. And we was really doing, you know, a psychological analysis to how and why they were able to remain in this mood, this state, continuously from what we can tell. You know what I'm saying? So I witnessed witnessed a lot of what you're talking about, bro. So I'm definitely listening to your, your testimony. Of course, you're putting it in a way in which you're formulating those words. Probably I can't get out, but I feel you. Yeah, Lord. Uh, shout out to people from Oregon. That's one of my connects to how I even got there. Shout out to my little homie, my brother, my comrade, my little student. He's a legend. His name is Armin. He's from Oregon. And he is the one who introduced me to the scene. And had it not been for him, I wouldn't have been able to see for those who could not see the process involved in farming period of, of many things. Uh, the wine that you drink, you, you have no idea what it feels like to drive through wine fields for an hour straight. The immense yes. power of, of seeing, um, you know, and this shit is not no, this shit is not a mystery to nobody but niggas. They got signs on the side of the road. We got eggs, we got eggs, roosters, and weed. You heard? Come in. We got, come we in. got, yeah, come in. Like, come do, come on, like that. We are so criminalized and afraid. And this is the one thing that it would totally change the, the psychography of the African-American experience if we had access to psychedelics because let me tell you something all the white boys is mushrooms into LSD into all of this stuff and none of them don't have this great big affinity towards that hardcore shit that we are plagued with heroin ain't no joke I don't know if you ever fucked with heroin but I fucked with heroin before and heroin ain't no fucking joke heroin Part of heroin is the pain of the come down because it makes you feel mortal. And if it makes you feel like you can die. You you heard if you ever felt like you can't die, you and then the opposite distinction of that is that the creator would make the opiate so strong in heroin that that is the best feeling in the world. I would never disrespect a dope fiend ever in my life because you don't know how that shit feels. That shit feel better than niggas yelling at you your mom and them beating you, your father left you, or uh, you've seen people get shot and killed as a child. Heroin is something that's going to help you get through that shit. It's hoping, though, in that respect. You heard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? So I, don't, I'm, I, I know what our brothers and sisters are doing in the, in the cities walking around, all these black men walking around in the cities like zombies. They looking for the forest, nigga. They looking for the fucking forest to go get pharmacopoeia, to go hug the earth, to go get Download celestial download. Now, had I not listened to KTL radio, and had I not had the opportunity to sit up and talk to the Raakus and the Bobbies and the and the Reverend Valentine, in particular Raaku, I would not have known how to really operate and manipulate the elementals that are conspiring for me. The elementals is all there. I have a program in my computer and my iPad called Star Chart. On the program, 
I'm able to see where the sun is at and being other planets in close proximity. Rock, who told me that Jupiter is uh, is one of my, uh, it's in favor in my chart because I have, you know, I got Pisces in Jupiter. That's why I'm chubby and lucky. I ain't never been broke. You know, I don't have a problem getting the fine, the fine ones. But, you know, I got good karma because, you know, I stick it to the, to the funny-looking ones, too, every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I get good karma for that. You know what I mean? You know that. You know, your brother used to make fun of me and shit about my little, my ducks back in the day. But I done stepped my shit up, you know? So long story short, you feel me? We are, uh, we are participating in this reality, this real, son. Son, all you got to do is think it. The elementals are conspiring to give you what you want based off the imprint that you fix into the astral realm in this in the light of the world. All you have to do is take the light of the world and ask the sun what to do. All you got to do is smell good when you do it and have your ass washed because magnetic fields don't fuck with nothing that the nose can smell. The nose is one of the greatest indicators of magnetic field ability if your if your prayers will be answered or not. Your prayers will not be answered with a shitty ass. You cannot stink. Them, them wizards that ain't. Who told these wizards that they can only take showers? You heard shit like that. I can't take a bath during my period and all that shit. That's some shit that dirty wiz mothers gave to dirty wizards, and they keep passing that stupid shit on. You got to get in that water every day. All of us. <laughs> you got to wipe that ass and that toucus and the and penises and shit with water when you piss. You can't be walking around talking this wisdoms of the universe. I'm glad Shahrazad gave brothers game back in the day about the wisdom wizards that be walking around acting like they Erica Badu just because they don't want to do their yeah. hair or they don't want to wash their ass. Shout out, or, shout out to yeah. Hafisa. No question. This nigga remotely, remotely hinted of any funk on his motherfucking exterior. She send you back in. You understand? Yeah. And she told yeah. us go to Bird Off and get the most expensive cologne in that bitch. Yeah. To make sure you douse your body with that. You know what I'm saying? You got to hmm. smell like a million bucks. Hmm. Now that was that was religion. Now, now let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak to this. And I'm gonna say this very directly, and I'm not gonna explain it. And it's, it has nothing to do with you if you don't understand it. But the the mechanics of religion, the part of the car, when you lift the hood on the car, if we put a Volkswagen, put a, 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 a Volvo, a Mercedes-Benz, Ferrari, Honda Civic, all together, we can generally, roundaboutly, figure out where all the gas tanks go. We can figure out where the engine is, and we also know where... The, uh, the, the 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 transmission is right. The infrastructure for all these three religions is an Indus Kush creation, innards of it. Now, I know my commissions are bugging like, oh nigga, you violating everything comes from Egypt, stupid. No, Silo, you are thinking like a colonizer, and you're separating the African diasporic experience by land masses, and you're not saying that they're all the same people when, in fact, they are. You heard? There's evidence saying that in, in ancient writing that some of the oldest civilizations 
is of the Kush Adweba, those people from Kush. So now I'm in a, a scene up there, and and I figured out why they call shit Kush. You know, I figured out why they call it Kush. I I found out. You know, and the reason being is because the scene that had that shakti and the bhakti in it, the high end thing thing, comes from there. You understand? It comes from there, from India, right? So one of the the uh, the teachers, the people that I was actually tending uh, for, were from East India. In fact, they were from Northern India, and this is when the most racist experiences I have ever had in my life didn't even come from white people. It was from Indians, my nigga. Right. And let me tell you something. In that racist interaction, I got so much game about the spirit world and about Barak and about blessing, right? And their psychology, they don't have a space to care about anybody but themselves and their social uh, interaction as well as their psychographic and their interplay in their religious structure. And if you look at their deities, their deities always seem to be in a in a stately stance, a kingly or queenly type of personification. And the reason being is because their religion consistently reinforces psychology. It consistently reinforces right. psychology and reinforces the fact that they are better. And as a result of, the, of recognizing that they're better, what happens is what happens is the universe conspires to ensure that they become and maintain kings and queens and benefit from the physical things of this world. Even in the Egyptian writings, there are specifically instructions for those to honor the people among you who have acquired material things. You are to honor them for their ability to acquire physical things. I dare one of these zealous, cultural, weird niggas to try to take my words and mince them and try to make me and you think Egyptians was into the shit they into being broke niggas. They wasn't into that. They was in the shining. You know, they was in the letting you know they got bread. Like this is it. Yeah, this is what we do, nigga. We build shit. We ain't got nothing to do all day but look fly and build shit and stay clean. So what are y'all doing? You feel me? What are y'all doing? So, you know, if you wanna be great, you have to mimic great things. So one of the the the, the the tools given to us has been religion. So religion teach you about washing that tukis. Now, <laughs> the thing that that, that I saw, we'll do, nigga. I, I, right, right. And 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 when you make voodoo, the rule is that voodoo, your salat won't even work if your voodoo yes. ain't in order. Ain't right. And if you right. ain't got stinger, first is stinger. No stinger. If you got shit in your ass and, and piss in your drawers, your voodoo don't even count. You heard? If you mm. having uh you, 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 you think it's cute to run around with um 
with that with that with that box juice all on you after you done got all mixy up in that situation. You think it's cool to go outside with all that box juice shit on you like you're crazy as a motherfucker. You know what I mean? And then you wonder about your phone drops and shit and all this and you know, all this whole weird ass shit is happening to you. And you think it's, oh, I'm cultural, I'm deep, I don't wear deodorant, I wear lemons, and I got box juice all on my groin, and that's on my junk, and, and you're asking, you asking the universe for shit, you know, you're asking the universe for blessings and shit, and you got that fake-ass box with that raggedy-ass brother that gave that shit to the homies, you know what I'm saying, in the name of the God that got us, she shared it with the, you know, you run around with all this shrimping. You got all these other niggas' juices and all this whole stupid-ass shit or you asking for the universe to give you blessings. But you ain't take a bath, nigga. So you don't get a blessing. You heard? You don't get a blessing. So religion always exposes speeches specifically to magnetic fields and cleanliness. You heard? Cleanliness and magnetic fields. The only way that the, the elementals will follow the mandates of your Psychology is if you systematically and ritualistically proclaim yourself a king or queen and glory, you glory up. You heard? You have to glory up, especially if you're in the world and you do dirt. Do you think that the people who do the most dirt walk around dirty? The people who do the most dirt is just to the to cheese, the cleanest. They're the cleanest. They're the cleanest. How you about never it? know that this is the one that runs everything. You heard? They they familiar with high end brands. You heard? So that has to leave the community too. That's why I love the young brothers, the hip hop young brothers who raising their children, keeping their sons jig. My shout out to my homies in Cali, um, Dynamic Certified. They both great fathers. Oh yeah. Every time I see them they, yeah, they stay jig. If they got Jordan, they see got Jordan, they got they fly. You heard, and they always Stay give it yeah. up to the kids. Shout out to the fathers that take their pictures with Amir with the three generations of the family there. That was that's the type of stuff we conspire to do psychologically, so they know that we love them, and they not nobody's bitch. You understand? So you got to get them fried. You got to get them where they feel like they better than people. You heard? You got to make your kids. You know, my mama used to tell us that we was the smarter than all of our uh, uh, Philip. No. My mother used to systematically tell us that we better than everybody around us. You heard? And that shit helps when you get around people that don't venerate you, accept you, and or uh, tell the world about your contributions. You have to have the fortitude and the dignity to do that shit on your own or risk not having no mental health. You understand? Right. See? So, so, Especially in uh, New York. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm done with the, this, you know, the inner city thinking is so detrimental to your emotional state. Because let me tell you something. I, I was all, ooh, L.A. is deep. Ooh, yeah. Oh, stoked. I'm stoked. L.A. is the shit. And then I got in the woods, and I'm like, man, no city is the shit. You know? It's, it's a fog. Okay, you see, when I came back, I was stuck. I was like, oh, shit, what did I just experience? Yeah. Like, that's living, that's life. Like, you get a whole different understanding that there's something beyond the veil, and then you get back to the yeah. city, and you're like, yo, what is this? Yeah. This, is, this is lame as fuck. Like, and then you get to the big city like New York, and the arrogance level 
that they really think that they got it. I'm like, yo, you in a concrete jungle. Do you understand? No. Like, this is and everybody's a customer. Where the flyers' dead bodies is at. Where the flyers oh, no. walking as, as somebody, is at. Yeah, as somebody told me the other day, they said they have, um, what did they say? Um, what did the emperor say? She said, New York, the home of the, uh, something to the, the effect of, you know, fashionable mummies. You know what I'm saying? Yes. All right. Oh. Yeah. 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 And you know, then, the high-end mummies. <laughs> yeah. And it's a very uh it's a very feminine city because of the of the, the, the cities that are have to be that are very violent are feminine because the rigorous energy of change is a female energy and when they have systematically removed the men you have a very aggressive energy in cities where all of the men are gone. Men are very, uh, in the nature scale. Men, they got that. That's that's white male psychology got us thinking that the male is the oh, I'm the dominant one. Oh, I run you, lay down. Women are the ones who are can be emotionally irrational. You heard? If she know Muay Thai or some kickboxing or some kung fu, you fucked up. Because a woman will beat your ass with this mere emotion. You can't beat them with emotionalism. You're not bequest with that that energy. So these cities like that are socially depressed because they remove all of the men and their ability to instruct through wise instruction and wisdom teaching the other the the, the, the populace of, of young people. So in those cities it's be mad young people at three o'clock on 125th Street, it'd be legions of young people that's loud yes. and rowdy as fuck coming up and down the street bugging, fucking with people because they're all angry, they're all hungry, they're all thirsty, and they're all in need of a hug from their mother. So the thing that I've got into up there is the fact that we're not sensitive. We're not sensitive uh, to the love quotient of praise. You cannot praise me if you have not had your own sorrow because you're holding on to your pain. So you don't have no space to find beauty if you're still dealing with sorrow. If you can't find beauty, you can't find money because currency conspires around beauty. does not come around ugliness. That's why you can have mm. people who aesthetically, they might look bad. You'd be like, damn, shorty is beautiful, man. Why is she dirty and fucked up with that dirty-ass nigga, you know? And it's because, psychologically, she don't feel beautiful. So the universe is not going to conspire to make her physical coalesce with that. So they be plagued with dirty, bum-ass niggas and um, serial baby fathers, you know? Mad niggas, mm. you know, staking claims to their they, they kids and all this stupid-ass shit because they don't feel beautiful. And that's common... That is a common theme amongst people, amongst men in particular. They know that the ones, that, the, the women with the least self-esteem is the ones who think that they are aesthetically beautiful, the ones who look like, they're trying to look like Greta Garbo and Pilgrims and all that stupid shit that they see on TV. Them be the ones that don't feel that good about them. You know? So beauty is energy that is a proportion and it is a geometry that resonates with the number five and ratio system. 
So when when you pin a bud, you can look at a bud, excuse me, you can look at a stem from the bud and see that there's a helical stem in it, and then the helical stem, stems of plants of any nature, is indicative of the spin orientation of the light codes that arrive here. So light spins in its orientation towards us. Therefore, there's a rhythmic portion involved. That rhythmic portion does not deviate. Just don't have a, 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 a ugly line of, of reference. Just take the straight, pristine, proportionate line. Therefore, what makes you think your thoughts are exempt from proportionate and geometric respect and honor for that, which is beautiful? Because a lot of people cannot see great intelligence in other people's because they don't have a gauge for beauty. They can only manipulate people in the realm of anger. This is why many of these teachers have been able to speak so that they would never have a career speaking to white folks. White folks would never listen to these names because they don't make no sense. They're not well-read. They're not, they have no diction, and they don't have a great command of the language. Okay? So what is it that appeals to these, these niggas that have all of these? Because they are in sorrow and they're sad. And these people remind them continuously of their sorrow and their sadness, but never of beauty. Where's the lecture about beauty? When is that going to come out? The lecture about beauty, all things that are beautiful and that are great that black people did, minus you getting up there and telling me about what white folks did to you. You heard? White yeah. folks don't do bad shit to to beautiful things for long periods of time before the beauty conspires to reverse their activity. Our little brother, Polite, gave me and gave us all some serious, beautiful wisdom when he said that we've done everything we can do. The last thing that we need to do is make the world and white folks love us. You heard? And how do we do that? By observing beauty and being able to point out beauty within ourselves, we'd be able to become beautiful to other things and resourceful, useful tools in the society. You heard? You know what I'm saying? People are afraid yes. of shit that has no use for in society, it will convolute on it, become destructive, you know? So when you make black people weak, you also encourage within them wickedness. They become wicked people, you see? You know, anything that's weak is wicked. By, 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 by natural, by natural, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 the, the natural thing in sequence of weakness comes, comes wickedness, you see? So, you know, I see one of my little brothers, Say, uh, you know, he, he, he hate how black people hate each other. Man, I've seen white folks hate each other, too. This we can't afford to hate each other. We don't have enough money to do it in public without looking stupid. You see? Damn. So now, I gotta drop the ball when, you say, when you say crazy, ah. when you say the word crazy, right? When you say the yes. word crazy in an ancient language, you're saying barak. You're saying in Ra possesses. So you're saying a blessing is something that comes from your hand and your head because the Ra, the Resh, in language, Resh means head, the first thing. Right. So in Ra or in the light comes the blessing. But in order for you to receive your blessings, you must also lament. You must also have sorrow because your ancestors are in another plane and they are in desperate need of your help. Your ancestors need your help, brother. Indeed. 
You hear? They need your help. Your ancestors have an energy that is in the universe that requires your help. Your ancestors require your help. You hear? Your ancestors are sitting there asking for you to only look at the pictures of them when they were beautiful. If you had somebody that just recently died in your family, do you go show them, show everybody that comes and wants to speak about them the autopsy picture or the picture with them in the in the hospital bed? Do you do that? You heard no, show them you, those you find the best pictures. Right, because those pictures don't lend support to the to the the, uh, the beauty, the, right? The living memory, well, and the beauty. Their, and yeah, crazy. their best self is when life was expressed most in them. When they were looking their their grandest, when they were happy, when they were clean, you understand? Right. When they were right. being amongst family, you know what I'm saying? Or oh, that when they were for my for my dude Bullet, you know, man, he rest in light. You know, he was out celebrating when he was in his celebratory phase. They kept showing pictures of him doing what he loved most when he was in the club partying and celebrating life. You know, and um, I just came from a funeral last Monday. And I was saying the same thing to myself that, um, you know, uh, it does a disservice to one to see someone in the casket. I want to create something. I'm not going to get into the full details on the line, but it will be a, a technological way of somebody recording an expression that they want prepared. Let them have the last word when they go out. You know what I'm saying? Let them right. have their last expression. It's very important right. because that will imprint that entire person's meaning to the people that come to see them, and that will determine whether they go into the land of remembrance or the land of the forgotten because there's two different realms, right. as they showed in the Book of Life. You want to be in the land of remembrance where people are constantly admonishing your existence, bringing up your name, giving you praise, and things of that nature, and working with you from the other side. And Stella got into that as well. So these are very, very important things. And this gives you power in this life to give power to those that are in the life beyond. Yes. Yes. Our ancestors are asking for us to use all the iconography that's associated to their happiness in this world to help them out through the sorry, the sorrow. They may have had sorrow. In their life. Right. Or they may not have got their full assignment completed and there's something about you. Because your yeah. assignment comes with your praise. When you are able to praise someone. Or their praise, them, you teach yes. Them in their praise, you teach them their vocation. This is why you always... Can, I, can I add on? Go ahead. I just wanted to add on the fact that thousands of years later, one of the most famous um, corpses or cadavers in in this world is King Tut because of the elaborate display of both the funerary mass, the sarcophagus, and other things. The um, ancient Kemet culture, you know, as well as the um, South American cultures, as well as our ancient, uh, quote-unquote, Indian cultures, American Indian cultures, you know, we adorned our ancestors and precious gemstones and jewels, things of that nature. When they excavated the mounds in America, they were constantly coming across um, mummies 
that were adorned in copper press, uh, breastplates, headbands, wristbands, um, surrounded by precious gemstones, life-size amethysts, and things of that nature, you know, as opposed to the flip side of, you know, what we've all witnessed in our younger days, seeing our brothers and sisters in caskets in the, in the Kadeva not looking like them. So the trauma, the mental trauma, to, to, to add on to the emotional and mental trauma of losing a loved one, trying to erase the memory but trying to erase that last um, memory of a person that you had adoration and praise for when they were beautiful in their living state, when, they, when, when their strong. house was yes. animated. Yeah, and now you're trying to forget them because of the, the botched job that you may have seen in the funeral parlor. So, yes, right. I do agree. You know, we do not focus on that last, most important, most critical phase, which is our exit. Now, how you start the race, right? It's how you finish it. We don't pay attention to that enough. You know, I said no, it. I said it the other day at the Zulu event after hearing my brother Lord Cassius D deliver his sermon. I said, if Legend. something unfortunate happens to me, because the brother's an elder, but if something very unfortunate happens to the God, I know who I want to speak for me in my eulogy. You know what I mean? Don't ever, yeah. you know, don't ever put me where I don't want to be. And I don't want somebody reading from a book that I didn't read from. I don't want somebody talking in a Martin Luther King drone tone and whatnot. I don't need that. There's enough people doing that. I need I think Dr. Valentine and somebody else is going to get real spicy with it. And like Blue said, I'm going to have a recorded message. I need everybody to do a recording while they're there. Put that in the thing with me, too. Yeah. Hold on, we got four minutes remaining of the live stream, family. I need y'all to call in. The lines may be full, though. If you get cut off, even if the show gets cut off at 11-11, you meet us in the ethers. We're going to be doing them. meditation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, We're going me. to be putting some energy, some love, and some light on that plant that the brother's talking about. Facts. You know, give them the email, too. Give them the email as well for, for, for gifting and donations, because we decided if we do bring the three hours back, that'll be off of the uh, support that we have yes. with the family. Hey, so y'all, give them that y'all, email. Y'all give them, y'all give them y'all thing for y'all donation. Y'all do a bunch of work. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm thankful for being on this uh, platform because it gives me an opportunity to speak to my student body, who were uh, perhaps. Um, perplexed as to my whereabouts, but anybody that know me know that I'm putting work in all the time. I've been officiating uh, the scene and, you know, some areas that people can't even go. Many of these teachers talk all this shit about what black people need to be doing in these communities, and you can't find these niggas in the community. You know? (laughs) You know, shout out to all my homies in Oakland, you know, you know, I was in. I'm, I be, I be in the cuts where niggas can't even go. You understand? It's just because I'm just being myself, and I'm not over there trying to beat niggas. You can't go to Oakland and teach no street nigga nothing about no history. He already knows. You heard? So that's one of the places that I know. Yeah. Shout out to Oakland for real. Oakland, Oakland is like the the foundation for Northern California. Yeah, the, the intelligentsia, even in Berkeley. I mean, the white folks got a social conscience that's outstanding, a sense of community, 
and the brilliance and the ingenuity. Everybody I met in Oakland of every social class has an app that they're developing right now. Everybody I know that got kids, they're offering their kids codes in the school, you know. People who got their kids in these schools, these fake charter schools, and you think the kid is smart because they go to school with white kids, the curriculum in them schools are disgusting. You know, some of them, many of them. I know one yeah. that gentrified Brooklyn, New York, in the uh, Clinton Hill, Brook, uh, Fort Greene section. You know, the the kids, they teach them uh-huh. the curriculum about how to be right. store owners. Wow. Hold on real quick. Let me make this announcement. Real quick. 347-637-2135. We got 90 seconds. Family, 347-637-2135 for donations and contributions. pmorpheus at gmail, P-M-O-O-R-P-H-E-U-S, pmorpheus at gmail. Salute to Zaza Ali, you know, Oaktown product. Beautiful, beautiful Legend. sister. She embodies the spirit of that city. You know what I'm saying? If you've never been to Oakland, just pull up on Zaza. You know, go on YouTube, check her out, see those vibrations and that energy that she emits. That's a perfect example of what that town produces. Um, the other sister uh, from, from Atlanta, there was Ghetto the Goddess. What's her name again? Red? Sister Amina. Beautiful sister. Yes, beautiful sister from the beautiful city of Oakland. Um, you know, Oakland produces gems. You know what I'm saying? Under pressure. So, and shout call out in to and continue. everybody. Yeah. And the uh, email is redhouse474 gmail for people who are interested in getting out of the cold. If you don't want to no longer have long, unended conversations about insignificant facts and be bedazzled by educational trips to Africa uh, uh, and, 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 and if you want some real 